Hey everybody, welcome back to another fun-filled episode of Burnt Popcorn. I'm your co-host, Mike Laidman, and I am joined with none other than... Laura Laidman. Each and every week we take a movie from our past and we have a look back and see if it's just nostalgia keeping our high praise of classic films afloat, or if it really is the real deal and worthy of all the adulation. It's hot. It's hot. It's very hot in here. This is, uh, for those listening... The few of you that have started out on this is episode three. We are pre-recording some episodes to make sure that we will not miss a week. So we're kind of starting ahead of time to make sure that there will never be, uh, to a point, a week where we're we're not around to discuss some fun-filled, nostalgic movies. So it is actually the end of August. Our air conditioning broke, and it is very hot in our house. Very hot. We're in the basement in the dark. For the most part. I put on a lamp because it's not as hot as the overhead light. Yeah. But there's a lot of electronics in this room. There is, which does not help with the heat. But I've had a glass of wine and I'm feeling a lot better. And I put up my Halloween. Well, some of my Halloween decorations today. Well, hold on. Hold on. While we're on the topic of booze, I also have treated myself <gasps> to a boozy drink. What and do you have? I have. My very adult Smirnoff Ice Berry Blast. Not Spawns. Hashtag. Can I try it? Sure. Don't it's supposed it to be. <laughs> it's supposed to be like one of those rocket pops. That is bizarrely good. Yeah. And basically what it boils down to, it's hot. I wanted a big cold drink. And that's the biggest, coldest drink I have. That's really good. Hashtag not Spawns. <laughs> Sponsor us, Smirnoff. Yeah, Could you imagine? Barry blast us. Yeah, Barry, this episode brought to you by blasting your berries. No, that's now they're <laughs> never going to sponsor us. What have you done? Hashtag not spawns. I'm assuming that's from something. Uh, the internet? Oh, obviously. But like, is there a person who says not spawns? No, I have no. Honestly, I've just heard it. Oh, okay. Well, because I'm cool. So you're not hip- original. I've heard it on the TikToks. So you're not original, but not original enough to know who you're stealing it's from. Weird aftertaste, though. Well, you have to like, just vodka. keep drinking it. It's the Smirnoff Ice. Yeah. That's the bad. for the wine. Anyway, yeah, the year is 1995. <laughs> you want you? I thought you wanted to talk about your Halloween stuff. <gasps> no, it's okay. Okay, you just want to you. You've had enough wine that you want to just get right into it. I mean. We can talk about my Halloween stuff a little bit, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> and if we start an Instagram, I'll put up a picture for you all because it's lovely. And okay. besides, when this comes out, it will be Halloween time. That's true, give or take. Give or take. We'll see. We'll see. It will be at a more going. appropriate time to put up fall decorations instead it of the end still of August. The depths of summer right now. Right. Give it three weeks and it'll be fall. So, of course, the air conditioner breaks when we're like, do we even bother at this point? But, yeah, we're going to bother. Anyway, the year. Well, hold on. Hold on. We have a format here and you're jumping ahead, Miss Wine. This week, we'll be talking about Billy Madison, which originally hit theaters back in 1995. Boom. Sean tan lotion is good for me. He was born into privilege. Oh, really, fool? Really? And stood to inherit a fortune. But for 27-year-old Billy Madison, there's just one problem. How could I hand over my company to someone who couldn't even get through school? That's nice. Billy is not an idiot. Oh, oh, oh. Give me one more chance. I'll prove I can take over. First grade through 12th grade, all over again. And then I get to take over Madison Hotels. You're on. Norman Invasion of England. 1066. That is correct. Adam Sandler. I am the smartest man alive! Spanish Armada. 1466. 67. Billy Madison. 1469. 1514. 1981. God, give me the answer. Picture this. It's February 1995. It's definitely not hot. <laughs> I'm there, baby. I'm there. Kicking things off on a sad note, Donald Pleasant died on the 2nd. 
That's nice to start. No. Donald Pleasance of Halloween. Of course. So that's why it's so important. Topical. Yeah. Even better, February 6th, my birthday, Yay. Tupac Shakur is convicted of sexual assault. On your birthday? Yep. That was your 10th birthday. Yep. What a 10th birthday present that yep. was. He spent nine months in prison for that, maintained his innocence to the day he died. Which wasn't that much longer. Truth. February 7th, Shania Twain releases The Woman and Me, which included the hits, Any Man of Mine, and Whose Bed Have Your Boots Been Under. Wow. That's a throwback. Yeah. Gets better. February 14th, Valentine's Day. Roseanne Barr marries her bodyguard, Ben Thomas. She is 42 and he is 28. They didn't divorce until 2002. Much longer than I expected. Yeah. I I was not expecting you to say that she was still with him. That's for sure. No. Oh, God. Could you imagine? And classic quickie wedding of quickie weddings. February 19th, Pamela Anderson marries Tommy Lee. Didn't they last a little while? No, not. They they knew each other for four days. Oh, but I mean, like, wasn't their marriage a little long? No, it was three years. But upon my looking into it, they remained friends with benefits for quite some time, like decades. The thing I remember most about the Pamela Anderson, Tommy Lee relationship is that he was in another band called Methods of Mayhem, and he did a song called Get Naked, and she was in the video, and she was naked, of course. I mean, they did have a, a sex, sex tape. tape. Yes. It was the original like leak sex tape. Yeah. But I mean, I, she was she was the, the sex tape girl before Paris Hilton and before Kim Kardashian, but then she ended up marrying the guy that was in the video with Paris Hilton. But anyway, we're getting off topic. Yeah, yeah. Back to 1995, please. All right. But on February 10th, the classic comedy, Billy Madison, premiered. It was written by Adam Sandler and Tim Herlihy and directed by Tamara Davis. Now, Tamara Davis, you might know because she also directed such hits as Half-Baked and Crossroads starring Britney Spears. One of those two movies I have seen. I have seen neither. Half-Baked is funny. Well, she seems like uh, her uh, most of her directing credits are TV and TV comedies for the most part. She did some Santa Clarita Diet, which was very good, and Netflix was wrong to cancel. Netflix is wrong to cancel a lot of things. Yeah. It premiered at number one, which booted Legends of the Fall, which had been number one for a whole month at the start of the year. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Released in the January dead zone to rock the box office pretty much because it was beaten pretty quickly by the brady bunch after a week well, oh so billy madison was. yeah billy yeah. madison was only number one for a week do you remember that time in the 90s where half the movies were re-releases not re-releases but like new versions of classic like 70s tv shows and stuff yeah it was a pretty hot thing to do wasn't yeah. it i i feel like it still is not to the degree it was in the 90s. I remember there was a 21 ton. Jump Street. Yeah. Well, how many since then? 22 Jump Street. Doesn't count. Okay. So Billy Madison with its one week at the top of the box office still qualifies for our podcast. It's true. But it was not even close to the top 10 of the year. Of course. Domestically, Toy Story was the number one movie of 1995. But worldwide, that was actually held by one of my personal favorites. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Good movie. Toy Story as well. Yeah, both great. Domestically, Die Hard was actually number 10 and worldwide Toy Story was number two. It's very weird and like, inter- not weird. Weird is a bad word, but very interesting how the worldwide market and the domestic market can vary as we still see in discussions today, much more, I would say, today than we did in the 90s. The world market is more important than it's ever been. Yeah, 100%. I mean, look at the movies that are getting specific cuts just for China. Like every blockbuster film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Adam Sandler had nothing to do with China. No. In the had, 90s. He had a lot to do with Billy Madison, though. Yeah. And Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, you were a 10 and a half, 11-year-old boy. 11-year-old. Well, Probably 11 by the time you got around to watching it. Maybe 12. Yeah, because I definitely did not th- see this movie in theaters. Yeah, I highly doubted your parents would take you to see this one. Your brother might want her to go. Yeah, my brother was like 90% of the reason I saw this movie. Not shocked. Uh, I'm pretty sure we rented this from the local video store. I'm sure my parents were not impressed. 
But I remember, because I would have been in fourth, fifth grade. I remember this was kind of like one of those fun movies that like you'd re-rent at the video store a lot. And it would play on TV, obviously cut a fair bit on TV. Right. And I remember loving it. I remember this and Happy Gilmore and mostly those two. Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison were like the two. And then like I remember because of those two movies, obviously what saw like Waterboy and, and Little Nicky. Little, all those movies in theaters when I was a little bit older. But like I remember loving this movie. It was one of those movies if it was on TV when I was younger. I'd watch it when it was on like, you know, afternoon movie when I was babysitting my sister over summer break. I'd watch it. So she probably watched it when she was way too young for it. Probably. Probably. I mean, I probably watched it when I was way too young for it, too. But And, like, just everything flying right over your head. But I remember it was so funny. So I was very excited to watch this movie. Me, too. And I gotta say, I'm finding after this, this being the third episode now, there's a pattern. And if I'm really into the movie, I don't take a lot of notes. Which makes sense, because you're trying to watch the movie. Yeah. And you don't want to be distracted by the pen to paper. Yeah. Whereas I... You wrote it significantly more than I did. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I wrote a fair bit. I feel like this is spoilers for our ratings. But I mean, before we get into some of the negative things, some of the stuff I, I just kind of wanted to say, because I'm assuming if you wrote a lot of stuff, it may not all be negative. It's but... definitely not. It's definitely not. Because like the first thing I literally wrote down is the fact that you were singing along, like at word for word, the first like, little song because adam sandler obviously is known for his funny songs and at the beginning of the movie he's in a pool and he's singing a song about putting on sunblock and you just sang the whole thing along with it and i was like okay you remember all of this that's like you could tell it's a movie you watched a lot and yeah. really enjoyed i could quote most of this movie to you like for example the song that you were just referring to is suntan lotion is good for me you protect me tee hee okay that's the enough. sun wants to burn me and you won't let it will you <laughs> smiley <laughs> and i could just do that for a whole bunch of different parts of this movie and i was just like okay so the fact it just it amused me greatly that you remembered that word for word, action for action, tone, everything. I was sweetly amused. <laughs> well, I mean, like jumping into it, what, what are things like right off the hop? Like, cause obviously that is the opening of this movie yeah. and you just were right into it. So like, I kind of like, did you get that real like nostalgia buzz oh, yeah. right off the hop? Right off the bop. The bop? The bop. Right off the hop. I was in right away. And even though I knew it was coming, like all of the beats that were coming, it was like I was getting excited for them all because I'm like, oh, this joke is coming and this joke is coming. I was really enjoying myself watching Billy Madison. I almost said Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Hilariously, in my notes, you can see the scribbled out part where I had started writing Happy, Happy Gilmore. Gilmore at the top of the page. <laughs> so you're not the only one. One of the first things I also noticed in this movie is uh, Norm MacDonald is in this movie. Yeah, no, I remember Norm MacDonald was in it. This is his like big screen movie debut. Is it really? Yeah, apparently. Hmm. It was his first time on the big screen. Well, they were on Saturday Night Live together. Yeah. So it makes I used sense. to love Norm MacDonald on Weekend Update. I always really liked Weekend Update. I love Norm MacDonald. He's so good. There's a joke that he tells. There's a clip you can find it. It's like Norm MacDonald tells like the funniest joke in the world. And it's him on like Conan or something. And he tells this joke. And it's not even a very good joke. But the point is, is that he tells the joke so well that it's hilarious. I, I, I can't do it justice. It's Please something don't that, try. No, I'm not going to do it justice. I'm saying... Go look for it on YouTube. It's Norm MacDonald tells the funniest joke ever or something like that. And it's all the delivery of how he tells this joke. It's not even a good joke, but he kills with the delivery of it. Anyway. Anyway. But then, you know, do you have any more positive things to point out first this before I point out a couple of things that <laughs> showed up very early in the movie where I was like, this movie is very much a product of its time. Yeah, there's, there's some of that stuff. But like positive stuff i just in general i want to bust out there's a really good cast in this movie i agree like i agree 100 percent on that 
and, and there's a lot of characters like the actors names who I, I can't tell you because I just don't remember. But the guy, I'm just so bad at names always. But Chris Farley is in this, which is amazing. And, and all he's it reminds so funny. Me, yeah. All it reminds me is what a treasure Chris Farley is and how much I miss him. Same. The guy who plays his dad is great. Yep. The guy who plays the villain. Bradley Whitford. Bradley I Whitford. love. Okay. So Bradley Whitford, I kind of wanted to bring something up about him. See, this is why I wanted to discuss the cast kind of almost separately because there's a lot of people who are just almost like, oh, this guy's in it and stuff. So. Yeah. Bradley Whitford, at the same time he made this movie, is in a really, really good episode of The X-Files. Okay, which episode? He's in an episode called Firewalker, which is uh, episode nine from season two. Season so two, I've seen that episode. You've seen that episode, but the thing is, he's very burned in that episode. So you don't even recognize it's him, but he plays what you think is the villain at first. But in the end, you realize what he's doing is good. It's almost like the yin to the episode Ice from the first season's Yang. Similar idea. Very similar. You'd remember it. It's like the thing set in a volcano. Okay. But you'd also like it because uh, The Last of Us has similar themes as well. Oh. Because well, it's, it's, a, it's a fungal parasite. Okay, I think I remember this now. But this isn't an X-Files podcast. And it pops out of their throat. It's not an X-Files podcast. I know everything goes back to X-Files with you. But I thought it was really interesting because I looked at because like Bradley Whitford in this, he looks so young. His hair was like 80s Insane villain hair. hair. Yeah. His hair was not that. He, he literally was burned and didn't look that bad in X-Files. Oh, we're X-Files. back at the X-Files again. Yes. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, so I wanted to look back. I was like, I know he's in an episode that I literally just watched the other day. Uh, and, and yeah, they've probably been filming around the same time. So anyway, I just wanted to point that out because if you've been on the X-Files, you're like a hero to me. So let's let's chat, David Duchovny. Right. So also in this movie is uh, Bridget Wilson, who is Sonya Blade in Mortal Kombat. Yeah. And I love that she was in it. I saw this after Mortal Kombat. Oh, so, it, so you were like, oh. Yeah. That actually reminded me of nothing I should have written down that I now remember. So good. That helps. Okay. Well, she's beautiful. Yes. And one of the things Billy Madison says a lot is so hot. Want Want to touch touch the the hiney. hiney. No one says hiney anymore. That's true. I grew up on Married with Children, which funny story. My third grade teacher yelled at me because I watched Married with Children probably too young for it she was probably right but was a terrible teacher she shouldn't have done like yelled at me the way she did about a lot of things i've heard a lot of stories about your third grade teacher she was a terrible teacher she was very angry very tall woman (laughs) what's tall imagine being nine years old and this very large woman like six foot something just a very intimidating woman yelling at you Tall skinny or tall like brick shithouse? Shithouse. Oh, no. Yelling at you. So anyway, Married to Children, one of the things Alice had a lot was Heine. And no one says Heine anymore. There and was, it really made me think about the word Heine. We don't say it. We say like ass. There was badonk a donk There was a Heineken ad campaign for a while where they were like, hands off my Heine. And it was all played off as a joke about butts. Yeah. We don't say Heine anymore. And it makes me sad. Because it's a good word for butt. I'm going to write Cardi B and be like, can your next song be about hineys? Okay. And then Ben Shapiro can say how his wife has trouble in the hiney area too and not realize what he's talking about. Of course. <laughs> Topical. As will also date this podcast as well. Yeah, for um, being a month old. <laughs> yeah. So just other people, like Steve Buscemi makes a little cameo oh, in this movie. Well, he, he and Adam Sandler did like airheads together, right? Yeah. Okay. And he's one of those actors now that I feel like in the early 90s, I guess probably more seen as comedic, but now people, he's a very serious actor. He still does a lot of comedy, though. Yeah, but I think when people think of him, they think of more serious stuff. Yeah, that's fair. I I always thought of Fargo. Yeah. Which is really funny because I've never seen Fargo the whole way through. You haven't? No. My parents rented it. And the scene at the beginning where they shoot the guy in the head and the blood like spurts out of his head 
when that happened, my parents were like, okay, done with this movie. And they turned it off and we never watched Go the rest to of bed. it. Basically, yeah. My parents were the exact opposite. I watched strip tease with my parents. I've watched American Pie with my parents, but I would oh, never watch like, something like strip tease. Yeah. My no. parents are very much like, well, we'll let you watch whatever because we're watching it with you. Fair. Okay. I don't know what I'm going to do with our child. Billy Madison. Billy Let's Madison. get back to the topic at hand, shall we? Well, can I get into some of the things that... Sure, sure. I feel date the movie. And like, again, it is a product of its time. It, 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 it was filmed, obviously not filmed in, even in 1995. It would have been filmed in either 93 and 94 by how long movies take to actually go from filming to out. Everything. Yeah. So I'd say probably 94. Don't think there's a lot of effects in this movie. Not uh, really, no. First thing that kind of gave me like a was uh, when he's going through the magazines. The porno magazines. The porno magazines. Sorry, the nudie magazines. Nudie magazines. It's nudie magazine day, of course. Yeah. Um, one of them is uh, She Male Fiesta. Mm -hmm. Not really the terminology one we'd go with now. And again, it's playing off transgender people as like, because he's going through all these magazines of like, elderly ladies and they're basically playing off different sexual preferences and orientations and everything that's way deeper than this podcast needs to go as a joke which i don't think we'd have fly anymore but i also don't think it's entirely because like he's very excited to get these magazines which is inclusive in its own way it's just handled in a very 90s way of course yeah but the next thing was kind of like a little more of a his uh housekeeper Juanita. Right. oh that is quite the mammy mm -hmm. there's a lot of stuff about her that is uh quite the stereotype the mammy stereotype that is still a problem in movies i didn't catch it i i didn't really until you mentioned it just because i was i guess i was so into the movie you yeah know? but i think a lot of people still don't realize that the mammy character is an offensive trope especially for a white man you're the last person to realize that like this hypersexualized larger black woman in a servant's position is a stereotype that goes back literally over 100 years in film anyway it is still a problem we see today in film and a lot of black actresses have spoken out about being offered mammy roles and the problems behind them so people listening definitely google the mammy stereotype and the mammy cliche and you'll you'll probably learn something which is good but again like i feel like in 1995 it's not it, it was a little less expected to be not even expected that's not right but like i don't want to say forgivable but it was like a little less like people didn't realize that was a thing and you could get away with it but in 1995, but the fact that it's still happening today, that's the problem. So, on that note, you know what I noticed in the cafeteria in the movie? What? Okay, so the kids are drinking these blue drinks. Okay. And they're in these, like, rounded square bottles, if that makes any sense. No. See, I remember... I wish I'd taken a picture or a screenshot of this, because I kid you not... My mom would get those for me all the time at Costco, which was Price Club at the time. At the time, yes. As was the style at the time. Hun, I can still taste it. It almost tastes like what you're drinking right now, but bluer. But bluer, okay. Blue was a taste, flavor. Tastes more blue. It, it did taste more blue. I'm not even kidding. And I was, just, I saw this thing sitting on the kids' tray in the cafeteria, and I was like, I can literally taste it. And I haven't had one of these things for 20 years. I can still taste it just thinking about it. Okay. Those things were so freaking good. I, I kind of want to have one, but I feel like I take two sips of it and be like, well, it's too sweet. Probably. I mean, there's a lot of stuff like that in old movies for some reason, or just in general. Like sometimes you get like a thought of like, I remember that. Like every so often I get this thought in my head of like, I remember what Doritos used to taste like. They've changed. Oh, now I want Fritos. We don't have any. Fudge. Sorry. Another time, I guess. Yeah. But. But yeah, that was one of the, uh, there's a lot of like little things in this movie because it is very much, it's just filmed in cafeterias in the nineties, but they're in like schools in the nineties and all the props. Like it's not like trying to be nineties. Like uh, there was a show on Netflix called everything sucks and it was very much trying to be nineties, but this movie just is the nineties. And this is, it's literally set when I was like in what would be considered like late elementary school, early junior high. 
so much stuff that appears like the fashion choices and everything i was just like that i really enjoyed going back to was it was just so much nostalgia because it was just i know billy madison himself is super rich but none of the other characters are they're all very normal so it was all very like i remember that i remember that and one of the other things i remember all the bad haircuts the kid that was his friend in the third grade not not the one that you're thinking of but the one that had like the glasses, yeah. the one who calls and is like, uh, ask the teacher if she has a boyfriend. I had Ernie. that haircut. I had Ernie's haircut. Yeah, I'm not shocked, but like that was, and you kind of do right now too. Mm. <laughs> you still haven't gotten a quarantine cut. No. I have, our kid has, you have not. I, I have to turn to take, yes. But I, you were going to bring up the fat kid with the rat tail mullet. Oh, man. I have a few notes in here that are, did you see the mullet on that kid? Look at that rat tail. What is going on with that haircut? It's just like peppered through my notes. Bad hair, bad hair, bad hair, bad hair. And I love it. And I often think now, like, what bad haircuts of right now are we going to look back on and go, what were we doing? I feel like anything that's like really short on the sides and long on the top is going to be the stuff that we look back at. Well, even then, that's a lot of like throwback to the early 90s too. But everything that was old is new again. And I can't wait for Jinkos to come back. Of course you can't. No. I still try to find them at thrift stores. I can't find them. If you guys know whether I can get Jinko jeans for cheap, please tell me. I would wear them. Tonally, with this podcast, I feel like we have no through line. When we went with Top Gun, we kind of told the story a bit. And with the mummy, we sort of went along. Oh, I have more. I have more. It's somewhat incoherent because it keeps getting punctured with why is his hair look like that? Of course. But like one of the things I know, because like Billy is obviously going through school and he's learning all these things that we learned literally at the same time. Like when he's in third grade, I would have been in fourth grade, like age wise. So like I was literally learning the same thing. So but one of the things I pointed out, and I think you did at the same time, was he learned cursive. And I literally wrote, remember cursive. Remember cursive. Yeah. I wrote the same thing. And the funny thing was, is they make fun of him because he doesn't know how to write cursive Zs. And I'm like, I don't remember how to write Z in cursive either. You don't? No. Oh, I do. I'm left-handed, which is always my excuse. My handwriting is terrible. Yeah. I can barely make out my own notes. And a lot of them are like, like I really put, I, I, one of the notes I put was a third grader wrote that note, Principal Anderson. What does that mean? What oh, does that mean? It's the note to about the principal when the he he's the supply teacher, and he, they get the note, and it's like uh, I'm so happy that Principal Anderson. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Do we think that Billy wrote that note, or is that just completely other? No, kids? it's just one of the kids wrote that note. Because I'm like, that seems a little too coherent for Billy too. No, they were just being. It was just a joke. Okay. The principal was you know, well. One of the, mean about the he shows up in their class over valentine's day yes and it was one of those things where like netflix got this huge backlash to like the last again this is dating when we actually recorded this about a uh, senegalese french film called cuties coming to netflix huge backlash about like sexualization of these girls about this age blah 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 and this movie all the little girls in like uh third grade i was gonna say happy happy madison which is not right that's his film company. that's his film company yeah uh, Billy Madison's class are all like Hi. kisses like I'm like yeah now this like film that isn't even really about what Netflix kind of made it look like it might have ruined a, a filmmaker's career over but this movie in the 90s again that was like that was a joke yeah but at the same time those girls aren't like overly sexualized and then those girls true but look- I just feel like today right but at the same time, you Billy- have a Helen Lovejoy going, Won't someone think right. of the show? I thought it was still pretty funny, but it was just kind of topical that literally the day we watched this was when that story kind of came out that like people were pissed off at Netflix for this. Right. And I just know, and you know, I'm sure at the time there were probably a million Helen Lovejoys. Like, won't somebody think of the children when this movie came out when kids were watching it? Well, probably for all the other But they weren't reasons. on the internet, thank God. All the shit poop. Now stuff like that. Now they're all on the internet, and the internet is so much worse for it. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But no, I like it was still funny. I thought it was funny, but I couldn't help but think like if the people who watched this movie 
and who were probably pissed off about it had a platform today. Ugh. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, at the same time, it's not like they showed Billy like, yeah, I am into that, you know, fourth grade character. He, you know, he clearly just laughed it off kind of a thing. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, it's a joke. I mean, at the same time, the principal, I wrote this about the principal. The principal all around was a pretty good dude. He was a good dude, but he was kind of a fraud. Would you want the principal of our child's school to not actually have credentials? But did did he actually not have credentials? Yes. Yes, because Bradley Whitford what's his name in the, show, the movie again he's he's always he's just like the weasel guy. i, I want to say carl but carl's, carl's the other the guy. guy carl's the good guy yeah but no eric he, eric yeah there it is <laughs> uh he's like when 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 you were wrestling did you ha- get the chance to have get these credentials get, yeah he, he doesn't degree. have teaching credentials okay i took that as he was going to say that to be to blackmail. No, like, he doesn't okay, actually. So he the doesn't guy, he's this. a fraud. So if I found out my kid's teacher or principal was a fraud and didn't actually have a teaching license, I would be like, he can't teach my kids anymore until he gets. Once he gets the license, he's welcome to come back, but he can't. Like the like. I feel like he acts okay. Accidental manslaughter is one thing. It was an accident. I wouldn't hold that against him. Right. But teaching stuff the fact that he lied about his teaching credentials that's the deal breaker like and that's how he killed a guy and that's okay it's like no it was wrestling accidents happen and that's crap and maybe it's because i've watched a lot of wrestling i feel that way Ray Mysterio killed a dude and nobody blames Ray mysterio for it it was a freak accident yeah like freak accidents happen in sporting events like so I wouldn't hold that. If he'd gone out and murdered the guy on purpose, it'd be one thing. But it was obviously an accident. I wouldn't hold that against him. But it's the teaching credentials. So, but in the movie, we do spend a lot of time in third grade, which is because the teacher is the love interest. So yes. if, and Billy makes friends with these third graders and stays friends with these third graders, which is I thought it was funny weird, because but it like, is weird. I, but it's heartwarming. It's a they're a better influence on his life than Norm Macdonald and the other guy. Oh my god. Speaking of Norm Macdonald and the other guy. So okay. So Billy shows his first kind of growing up a little when he helps Ernie with the pee pants. Yes. If pee in your pants is cool. Consider me Miles Davis. And like that's when the the teacher who it, all the movies have the VV names for Adam Sandler movies. So like Veronica Vaughn. Yeah, this one's Veronica Vaughn, right? One no. hot piece of ace. That's what Chris Farley says. Yeah. So anyway, they all all his movies the the women always have the VV names. Fruza Balk is uh, one of the girls that she's in the Water Boy. And I didn't she's, realize she's that. Vicky. Oh my god! I've never you realized. never no, noticed. I know I knew it was her, but I didn't realize that they you all had the VV, the VV name. names. He doesn't know all the movies in the nineties. They were all VVs. I never noticed. You that. never noticed that? Oh my! God. Yeah. So we've got Veronica Vaughn, which is the teacher in Happy Gilmore. Uh, the woman he goes after is Virginia Venet, Water Boy, which I Vicky Valancourt, Fruza Balk, who I love because she's in the craft, which we will be covering at some point. So we've got Vanessa and little Nikki and Valerie Varen, which is Patricia Arquette as well. So, oh no, sorry. Vanessa is in Big Daddy, my mistake. Little Nikki is Valerie Varen. So he, all these women, like in the, his 90s, like movies, like where they're like, these street Never comedy. noticed. You never noticed never that. Never noticed that. Very interesting. So yeah, so this is where you kind of see he stands up for Ernie and makes the other kids think, you know, like he he does something pretty good, which I think is when she really starts to notice. Like he's immature, but he's not a bad person. He's just not been taught to be a, a grown up. Mm-hmm. Which that moment in the movie is very sweet, and like because Ernie is an, obviously he's a good kid, and it is a turning point for him. But one of the things I noticed when they were on this field trip is how did his friends? get there to eat the lunches <laughs> yeah that's true because <laughs> you see chris farley steals all the lunches from the kids but then <laughs> norm mcdonald, and the, other norm guy, McDonald and the other guy get there to eat the lunches 
The other thing I thought was funny is why did no one think to check the bus to see where the missing lunches were? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. It was. It's funny. It is very. funny. It was very funny, but when you think about it for even a millisecond, you're like, how did they none get of this there? make sense? None of it makes. There's sense. a lot of things in this movie that just don't make Which sense. Which is fine. It, it is a screwball comedy, and these yes. things happen. But it's one of those moments you're like, huh. <laughs> the other thing, though, getting back to the point that you just made that really showed a lot of growth in Billy was when he went on his apology tour, mm-hmm. when he started calling up all the people that he was mean to when he was young and apologizing to them. And I felt that that was really well done. Like, even the way he he did it, like he he had genuine apologies for yep. people. Yeah. And he didn't like he wasn't looking for forgiveness. He wasn't a dick who was like, OK, so you forgive me now? Yeah. Like he was just genuinely was like, hey, I was a bad dude and I'm sorry. That's the end. And that was great. And I was literally talking to a friend of mine. I'm not going to name names. Literally the other day who had an ex-boyfriend messenger out of the blue. And it was an apology. But it was, look how much I've changed. I hope we can be friends, maybe. Hmm. Maybe I think it was. Like, he's just trying to call. It's like if you'd actually changed, you wouldn't be trying to call. But you'd be like, look, I'm really sorry. I want to apologize. So I'm sorry. Yep. And that's the end. And if you're looking to be friends again and stuff, no, that's that's not an apology. That's you just trying to like make yep. yourself feel good. Yeah. So anyway, on the flip side, we also see Billy Madison has not grown up even a little bit when the kids not only dare him to touch their teacher's boobs, he then says, no, that's assault. Will you double dare me? <laughs> and then he does it. So he knows it's wrong. But that's all before... These epiphanies, you know, that you were talking about. I know, about. but it's one of those things where you're like, that is sexual assault, brother. As he says in the film. Yeah, but then he does it anyway. So Billy at this point still has a lot of growing up to do. He's <laughs> making strides. There's a lot of analysis. But I kind of, I think I was comedy. sitting, I think I was sitting there like with my arms crossed at that moment. I'm like, well, that's sexual harassment and not impressed. <laughs> so, I mean... Yeah. Again, a lot of personal analysis going into and this then, but comment. then he also at the same time like turns around and like lets Chris Farley do the upskirt thing where he's like looking up her dress, which is just like this is where you say no, man, that's not cool. Like he says, like he at least calls him out for like lying about sleeping with her, but like he should have been like, don't look up her dress either, dude. Well, I mean, but he had just touched her boobs without consent, so he's no better. True. So, so anyway, yeah. Third grade, quite the adventure for young Billy. Madison. Definitely, definitely. Oh, I mean, it changed his life. It changed his life in a very positive. But that's way. Like third grade was such, a, which is funny because third grade is the worst grade I went through. See, I also liked too. After her influence, he he moved out of the house into a fort of education this is true so you know he just wanted to learn at that point he shows that he was actually you know in it for the right reasons kind of thing but going about it i think the wrong way with all the crap he filled that tent with to like the einstein posters i guess things that he thought would make him smarter maybe but it was still funny to see but also good that like yeah he had moved out there to try to actually be a good student which is good of him so you can see he is after third grade he's made good friends and taking the steps he needs to be a good student which is good but one of the things that threads throughout the movie is after every class billy passes because he has two weeks to pass each class after every graduation his dad throws him a huge party which is hilarious which is hilarious and there's some really great party shots and eric is always furious at the parties and it's all very fun those are all very funny but what there's a few things because this is the first time i've ever seen this movie in hd like i said i always watch it on rented vhs's or on tv never in hd and one of the things I noticed that I'd never noticed before was when the principal is in a floaty. Yeah. And he's just twirling around. And I was like, oh, okay. No, he's like doing a fountain of water between his two front teeth, which I can do as well. Very impressive. I thought so. But <laughs> you, I never would have seen yeah. that before. I never got, I wrote this down in my notes. There's three things that I've never caught before, but I caught this time because of the HD. Mm-hmm. One of them... I didn't catch because I was young, but I caught it now. Mm-hmm. One of them was the water spraying through the teeth. Mm-hmm. When he goes and visits Veronica and the penguin is there because when he gets drunk, he hallucinates a penguin. Yep. 
the penguin is smoking a cigar. I never noticed the penguin had a cigar mm, before. I don't think I had either. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Because you pointed it out in the movie. I didn't even notice it then either. Yeah. Until you pointed it out. So that was the second thing. And the third thing also involves the penguin. And at the very end of the movie, when William, William, Billy, well, William, Billy, it works. When Billy makes his big, his big speech at the end, the speech ends with all these different characters in the movie starting to kiss. And then one of the couples that starts kissing is Chris Farley and the penguin. Yeah. And then this is how the movie ends. I never caught this before. The penguin, he kisses the penguin and I caught that and he starts making it with the beak and I caught, I've always caught that. But then the penguin starts jacking him off. Yeah. I never caught that before. Yeah. I didn't realize what that was before <laughs> either. And this was the first time, because I've only seen this movie probably in 15 years. I've seen that movie a lot. I would say maybe not since we started dating, which this puts it 10 years at least. Yeah. But I would have seen it recently to that point. So yeah, it was uh, to a point yeah. when I should have been aware. It is a was bit more vague, I would say. True. You don't. There's not like that motion. So it's yeah. And even then, someone might write in and be like, that's not what he's doing. And we could be wrong. So I don't know. He's that penguin is clearly giving him a hand yeah. job. But elementary school after that is kind of a, a breeze. He bre we get snippets of him like fourth grade, you know, doing like things throughout the classes. And then we go into high school for Billy. And I had to look because I was like, OK, Joseph Nib Memorial High School. That's got to be something. Joseph like a, Nib. Yeah. Some sort of joke. Yeah. So I Googled it. Joseph Nib was a clockmaker. Okay, so not really anybody important enough. To well, he was very important in the clockmaking like world of the 1700s. Okay, it's a weird throwback. He doesn't doesn't really make sense. Yeah, like but it's, then, it's not a joke, but it's it's it is factual kind of. A it thing. is factual, and it is I think a joke because it's one of those things that like I'm sure when he was writing it, he was like, "It's pretty freaking funny. Nobody's gonna know who this is, but it really is somebody." Right. Uh, and also, he goes to an elementary school. So I, after I was like, "Okay, so I'm sure the elementary school is something as well." So I googled that. He went to Polyfector Elementary School. A polyfection is a close group of friends. Oh, see, Aww. that's nice. Layers like an onion. <laughs> um, so because high school is not great for Billy, he quits his quest to graduate. But then because Eric's at the company, Eric's evil. He's like, OK, one more thing. It's like academic decathlon, decathlon yeah. which is but like there's a few. And again, this is a, a, a harkens back to it's a slapstick screwball comedy. But Eric is is on fire at one point. Like full body fire. This is true. And then he's fine after. <laughs> but that's two things in a row I watched him in where he was on fire. There you go. But yeah, I was like, he's fully engulfed in flame. And yes. Billy's just laughing at him because this guy so badly screwed up making a pie. Yes. But one of the things that always tickled me was after Adam Sandler's lost puppy speech. Right. And the principal is just like, may God have mercy on yes. A simple wrong would have sufficed. That is still possibly one of the funniest things I've seen on film. Yeah, it's so good. And the funny thing was, speaking of the puppy, is when he actually hears the puppy story in kindergarten, and then he has that speech at the end about like, you go out there and you find that fucking dog and all that shit, all that. That's the first inkling to me in the movie that Billy is smarter than he actually is, you know? Yeah. Because he has this, it's like, it's almost like this podcast where something that really doesn't need this much analysis has a ton of analysis in it. But at the same time, he's also an idiot because that answer was stupid. <laughs> but like. He's right, though. You have a responsibility. He shouldn't have given up so soon. You're right. And I agree. But it had nothing to do with what the actual question was. Well, no, again, his speech in kindergarten is smart. His speech about the Industrial Revolution comparing it to the puppy. The puppy? The puppy. The, that makes no sense. That you're, that you're correct in that sense. So a couple other things that I kind of want to mention, because obviously Billy wins. He's always going to win. And he actually, he ends up, so you see the real growth in Billy. Isn't that he beats Eric in this decathlon because like he doesn't really beat him Eric goes, Eric crazy. goes crazy and tries to shoot people. 
so Billy wins, but he has the emotional growth to realize he shouldn't run this company. This isn't what he wants to do. The person for the job is Carl, who's just as old as his dad, who's retiring. So it doesn't make any sense anyway. But then Eric is still at his commencement. That's the one thing I like, thought was weird. Shouldn't he be in jail? Yeah, he definitely pulled a gun at people. And that was another thing. I was like, that's a lot of guns in a school. I don't know how we'd play that up today. Yeah, well, you, especially in an American school, you think it'd be full of metal detectors. Yeah, people still get shot. But like at the same time, I don't think that would be played as a joke today. Right, okay. But last bit, the O'Doyles. The O'Doyles rule. The O'Doyles that are peppered throughout the film. They just murdered a bunch of children. To be fair, they weren't murdered. They were accidentally killed. But I was still kind of like, watching this when I was younger, it was a lot funnier when like that whole family died in a fiery crash. But <laughs> now, as a mother, I'm like, oh, those poor children. But they were all jerks. Won't somebody think of the children. They're a product of their environment. Yeah, fair. That dad seemed like a bad person. Yeah. They're literally just shouting O'Doyle rules as they go down the, the road. Like, what is this? Hey, kids, who rules? O'Doyle rules. O'Doyle rules. So, yeah. So, at the end of the day, Billy learns the lesson. Education is important. He wants to be a teacher. He gets the girl. It's all a very happy ending. And Guy gets a hand job from Penguin. And Chris Farley gets a hand job from Penguin. And everybody wins, except for Eric, who gets shot in the ass. Well, that was our thoughts, but critics in 1995 had different thoughts on this movie. So, Laura, why don't you fill us in on some of those? Critics, as as you could guess, not a huge fan of this movie, but higher than I expected. Currently holds a 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. Didn't expect it to be that high. That's actually much better than I was expecting. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of mixed reviews, from what I can find, is not so much negative negative reviews, but not positive. Just kind of somewhere in the middle. But the audience score, 79%. A lot of people look back on this movie very fondly. Very popular, nostalgic movie. Which, again, big part of why we covered it. This is a popular, fun movie. Obviously, Adam Sandler, big star. Even though he's put out a lot of duds recently, except apparently Uncut Gems, which is apparently amazing. But that's also not a comedy, so. Yeah. But anyway, he's done some really good stuff, but he's done some really bad stuff fair so a lot of the reviews i found kind of along the same lines of the the bad to mixed like peter rayner of the los angeles times saying sandler has a bad habit of thinking he is funnier than we are i would say he's probably funnier than i am i would say so overall i i i don't think peter's right brian lowry of variety uh gave the film a mixed review saying there are a few bursts of sheer irresistible idiocy kind of along the lines of Wayne's World. But I can see. Yeah. I can see. Richard Snickle panned this film, calling it one of the most exorable movies ever made. Which basically means it's really bad. Mm. So, critically, not a winner. Box office it made its money back times two and a half. Uh, domestically, it, it did well. It's kind of one of those movies that people who doesn't have a DVD of it kicking around, it does well on Netflix. Like, obviously, it does well enough on Netflix that Netflix gave him a deal. Like, it's people look back on it really fondly. Like, he, his production company is called Happy Madison. Like, it's nostalgically good for a reason. Mm -hmm. Well, those are those critic ratings. Let's get into our ratings. Do you remember the format this time? I do. Okay. It took a little what, practice, but I remember now. What are you giving this one? You're going to be disappointed. I feel like I already know what you're giving it because of your extensive note taking. I'm going to give it a plain popcorn. Mm -hmm. I still enjoyed it. It was still fun, but there is a lot of it for me that doesn't hold up. Um, it's not a good movie. It is not a bad movie. It is kind of somewhere in the middle, and I'd have it again if it was what was offered. Okay. It's a nice way to talk about it. You didn't hate it. I didn't. And no. it for me, I was very excited to watch this movie. And the thing that disappointed me most was that I just didn't love it as much as I remember loving it. Okay. Which is a little bit of a bummer, but I feel like we're going to encounter that 
here and there throughout this podcast. That's kind of the point is so that we can watch all these movies and see if we still feel exactly. the same way about them. Exactly. So I was a little sad that I didn't feel the same way that I did previously, but I mean, I still, I would eat this popcorn again. Okay. Well, as for me, I think it's pretty obvious. This was double butter for me. I loved it. I, this was, I almost quoted along the movie as I could. I knew that would annoy the shit out of oh, you. Oh yeah, we would have been, we would have been, <laughs> okay, I'm going to take a break from this movie for a while. Yeah, no, a lot of the jokes, like they all landed for me. They landed for me before they were even said, because I remember this movie so well. It was fun to discover the new things that I'd never seen before, like the hand job and the spraying of the water out of the teeth. Yeah, no, this was great. This is, a, for me, this is a nostalgic movie. I'm aware, and I've always been aware, that Billy Madison isn't a great film. But it's a funny film, and it makes me happy. So that's why I'm going to go double butter on this one. Yes. Fair. By the fact that you started singing along with the song right at the hop, I knew that was where your review was going to go. And I honestly, like I said, I, I had hoped my review would be there. And it's it's close. Like maybe, no, it's still, it's plain. Is it single butter? Mm, maybe it's like. <laughs> we purposely didn't include just butter to have it a more definitive rating. Yeah, style. right? Like it's like if like some of the butter from another batch kind of poured on it a little, <laughs> but mm, not enough to really give you like butter. You, it's light butter. Nah. Not even. It's like that fat-free butter replacement. Oh, from the pump. No, it's not even that good. Oh. It's just plain. Okay. I'm sorry. That's fine. That's fine. We're not going to agree on everything, yeah. especially with some of the movies you picked. Oh, yeah. I'll pick some real winners. Oh, yeah. There's going to be some great- I'm so excited for some of them. Double butters on your end. And oh, man. There's some movies I've watched end. several times- recently that i would love to watch with you again mm -hmm. and i'm so excited well for this episode of burnt popcorn i'm mike i'm laura and next week we're going to be talking about army of darkness oh good choice yes and the thing that's neat about this one is this is actually going to be our first episode with a guest i'm so excited yay because I, I, I that is a movie and I'll, I, this is the most i'll say that is a movie i watched a lot in high school Okay, well, we'll we can get I have more some into really that fond stuff. Movie, I have some fond memories of Army of Darkness, so I'm really excited to see how it holds up. I feel like our guest is going to have a lot of memories. I feel like the memory segment next week is going to be huge. I'm really, really, even, again, even if it doesn't hold up, I'm really, I feel like this, to me, is what you hearing Billy Madison was last week. Okay, all right, well, we'll take a look at that next week, so join us for Army of Darkness with guest. TBD. What? Guest TBD. I know oh, no. who the guest, the guest is. is known, but we'll I, tell you. I know. The guest, guest is later. TBD. The, we already know who the guest is. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we hope you join us on our next episode. We'll talk to you guys again uh, soon. Uh, shortly. No, you got to go up uh, bye because that's what you did the last two episodes. A uh, bye. No, okay. No, bye. Do that. Bye. Oh, for God. Okay. <laughs>